Hello, y'all. Welcome to the very first episode of the Baddies, Bottles, and Books podcast. I am your host, Nana the 12th, and I am Maya. My um, Instagram and Twitter is Charmise underscore XOXO. Feel free to follow. Also, follow our Instagrams at Batty Bottles and Books podcast. And also, don't forget to follow me on all socials at Nana the 12th. Today is the very first episode of the Baddies, Bottles, and Books podcast. We are your favorite bibliophiles going wild. And today's drink of choice is Luna Zool. So if you're sipping with us, feel free to get your tequila on, girl. And don't forget your mixer, okay? Um, today's book that we're covering is going to be So Mace Dissipate, which is the classic written by Mary B. Morrison. And I believe it was 99 or 2000, 99 and 2000, y'all. That's when the book was written. <laughs> um, so from here, we're going to go ahead and get through the podcast. First, we'll go through part one, which is just an introduction of the characters. We're going to try to do a quick story recap. Might take us a while, but we'll get through it. was a lot going on. The drama. The drama, girl. Um, and then we'll just kind of give our opinions. And then at some point, you guys will get an opportunity to give your opinions as well. So we'll talk more about that here shortly. Okay, so our characters for today, our baddie is one Jada Diamond Tanner. She is 33 years old. Jada is a photographer. She is in upper level management photography at her job. Um, Our black man who does not cheat, what you're going to find is our black man who does not cheat tends to be our our fuck nigga going wild. Let's be clear. Yes, we do cuss on this podcast just because it's necessary to put a little this into the into the statement, right? So um, it's gonna be Wellington Jones. He is a mid thirties, single, childless, self employed, self made, selfish with his women. No, I'm joking. Asshole. <laughs> but in in this book, he he is our our love interest. Um, our pick me. And you're going to find most stories like this have a pick me. That's a woman who just truly do, does too much for this, these niggas. They're doing the most for niggas. We don't do the most for niggas. But they're out here just plotting, scheming, planning, doing the most of trying to get a nigga attention. Um, today's pick me is one Melanie Marie Thompson. She's also mid-30s, also works in photography, also works in communication, and will be a big part of our book. And last but not least our black king we stand is going to be one mr daryl thompson daryl is jada's longtime off and on love interest and he actually is our good guy representative in this book i can't say throughout the series he'll be that type of a character but that's how he shows up in this book um it's just somebody you generally root for he's also in the nba so super wealthy and somebody um jada continuously goes back to okay now the story recap right so we're just gonna run through a quick synopsis of the story please be advised we will not include every character plot every plot detail in this story synopsis we do want you guys to go and read these books so we're not going to spoil it too much for you we're definitely not going to give the vibes but we're just going to give you a general idea of what happened in the book so you can know when we pop in our shit exactly what we popping it about okay we also aren't going to spoil the ending for you so if you're looking for a spoiler for the end also not giving it again please go buy the book and support our black authors okay y'all so i'm gonna kick off the story recap with the beginning so the story kind of starts off with um i'm 
so before we start the only other thing i want to mention we don't tell the story in the way in the order that is written we're going to tell the story in the order that it actually happened according to what the book described um one thing you're gonna find about um mary b morrison she's a very talented writer and she's able to weave in and out of the plot details and weave them in such a way that you never get bored and you kind of always know what's going on but she doesn't exactly tell them in order Okay, so just be advised. So we're telling the story in the, in order of what it happened according to the book, right? So the beginning. Um, Jada's at this night out. They're at this club. This was back when men and women used to go to clubs to actually meet each other. Um, <laughs> they went to go see uh, Mr. Will Downing, who I guess would be today's equivalent of Jack Weiss or Jay Song, something like that. He's basically an R&B singer, very popular in the mid to late 90s. And her and her friend Candace, they're just out and about, looking good, out on the town, single ladies, you know the you know the vibe. So as they're out, Jada begins receiving all of these flowers, all of these roses. Back in the day, the clubs had a roses man. We don't have that anymore. But back we in the day, we need to bring a roseman back. We probably do need to. I bring want roses back. while I'm at dinner with my girl. Yeah. You be lucky if a nigga send you a drink nowadays. Yeah, they don't do that. They broke. Man. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so back in the day, they used to have a roseman at the club. The roseman is bringing Jada roses one by one by one until she has a full dozen. But the catch is he's refusing to tell her who's sitting it. She's begging him, like, stop bringing me these roses. You're not going to tell me who it is, basically. She almost tried to threaten him. He's like, no, I kept my, I got to keep my word. He told me not to tell you, so I can't tell you. The night goes on. Will Downing's finishing up his concert. And... Up comes Mr. Fine, 6'4", bald head, brown skin, sexy chocolate, Wellington Jones. Ain't shit Wellington Jones. <laughs> we gotta at least get the fantasy oh, for a little while, Maya. So anyways, he, he come up like a white dream come true, Mr. Wellington Jones, you know, and he's talking that, that gentleman talk. It's a nice lady to see you, lovely lady. Ah, ah, ah. He's kissing hands. He, he's, you know, he's spitting game. Back in the day, they had game, y'all. So they're spitting game. It's going well. Ah, 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 right? Now, right as this man comes up, Daryl actually makes an appearance. And at this time, it's the worst possible time because... Jade is definitely not checking for him. She's definitely all into Wellington in this moment. Long story less long, they end up having a dance together, just one dance, and he walks her out to ballet to pick up her his car car. He ends up kissing her hand, and it's the most sensual, sensual sexual hand kiss you ever had in your life. And it's all romantic, it's sexy, and they agree to chat later and long story less long he doesn't call her right away he calls her i want to say he did call her the next day but i think she mentioned marriage to him and he was like oh no hell no actually it took seven days it took seven days yeah. he did he called her like the next week and either way when he called her she mentioned marriage during the conversation he was like oh no and from there he didn't call her for another like two or three weeks yeah she was over it she was over it she was crying she literally cried according to the book which is wild um but anyways yeah, back in the day, they actually could set them type of expectations. <laughs> but anyways, so eventually he does call. You know, he offers her on a date. You know, she originally when he called, he, she bangs in his face. Because like we said, she was over it. Like, nigga, I know you got me fucked up. No, you didn't just call me two weeks later. But eventually, they get on the phone. They agree to a date. Wellington tells her, like, listen, leave the attitudes and the ambitions behind. She agrees. They go down the coast. And they don't really say where they went, do it? It just says no, they went no. on a... Yeah. I want to say they probably went to San Diego or something like that. But don't quote me. They went somewhere with a beach. Because they were on the beach and he was lusting after her. She was looking good. He was looking good. It was going good. So, then, anyways, they end up having a nightcap in the hotel. They... 
get it in, you know, it's bomb, it's sexy, everybody there's satisfied, everybody's happy, and, you know, from there, life goes on, probably about six months past, I want to say, and he ends up, he doesn't propose to her, because again, you're going to find he's a black man who doesn't cheat, so he doesn't propose to her, what he does is, he offers her a soulmate ring, he gives her a soulmate ring and says, hey, I'm not going to put this on the right finger. I'm not going to put this on the right finger. I'm going to put this on the... Because I'm going to edit this out. But this is supposed to say soulmate's ring. I know, but I think you should add this all together because it's the beginning of their love. So no, just talk about all the, the love engagement part. dinner changes things. Because the soulmate's ring is like the end of their like fairy tale part. Because the engagement dinner is when... They start beefing with his mama. So anyways, so they get the soulmate's ring. And he doesn't put it on her on the right finger. I don't fucking know which finger you're supposed to put it on. But if, if it's supposed to go on the left hand when you propose, he puts it on the right. If it's supposed to go on the right, he puts it on the left. And tells her like, hey, you're my soulmate. I do want to marry you. And when it's the right time, I'm going to put this right ring on your right finger. You know, she's in love. He's in love. They're skipping off into the sunset at this point. And that is until, so, as Miana said, they were in love. Um, he gave her the promise ring. And once, some months, I'm sure, came, was, um. I think it was like six months. Past since the promise ring? I want to say, don't quote me on that. It might even be like two months. It wasn't that long. Yeah, it wasn't. They were in love. Um, he basically was very romantic and respectful. And he brought his parents, um, his adopted parents. And... Um, Melanie mother, her her mother's friend. Jada. Jada. Wow. Jada's friend um to the dinner. I'm sorry, Jada's mother and Jada's mother's friend to the dinner and they um he proposed. He basically proposes and everyone's happy except for his mother because she's a classist and if you know anything about me, you know I don't like classes, so I'm not too much of a fan of his mom. His mother name is Cynthia, right? Yes. Yeah. So Cynthia is not with it. She's like um booge ghetto. <laughs> booge ghetto. <laughs> so she uh not with it. She's like, I have to put a stop to this. Jada is not a part of the elite. She's not a part of any organization. She's not none of the things that I want for my son. So she got to go. Um, so she invites some months pass. I must say some more months pass before after the engagement because they were damn near about to get married when this happened. Yeah, yeah, they were. They, yeah, yeah. Um, so months pass and she invites Wellington childhood friend Melanie, who we hasn't time. seen in 20 years, to come. Come to, um, where were they? In San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yes, yeah. they are located in San Francisco. I forgot to mention that. So, yeah, Melanie is um, living in D.C. And she invites her to San Francisco. Now, Melanie, her backstory is she is single. She tries to find love, but she feels like she can't find any in D.C. Because it's just overpopulated. It's not enough men. Or really? Women. She was just a ratio. Let's be clear. <laughs> she was hoeing for her dear life, y'all. Anyway. Either way that goes, um, she don't have a man. That's the bottom line more of the story. So when Cynthia invites her to San Francisco, of course, Cynthia offers Wellington home. I don't know why she would do that. If you're inviting her, that's your guest. But no, Wellington being who he is, he says, yes, that's fine. Now, mind you, though he said, yes, that's fine, he never 
consulted with Jada His fiance. You know, she never said, hey, how do you feel? Nothing. So, and they don't live together at this time either. So, yeah, they maybe don't. that's why he didn't feel like he needed to mention But her. it's a woman living like, come on, mom, Come baby. on, y'all. Don't but play. that was his god sister. So, maybe he's thinking, you know, in his He ain't see that lady in 20 years. I, like, listen, I'm not making this well, Go listen. tell the story. Tell the story. Either way. Either way. Um... Yeah, no, he invites her. He doesn't consult it with Jada at all. So, you have to understand, from Jada's perspective, one day they're in love, happy. The next day, she goes to his house to just see him. And it's a naked bitch. And it's, a, it's a bitch at his house, naked, inappropriate, all that. And she's trying to ask Wellington about it, and he's just basically brushing her off. It's no big deal. It's just a childhood friend. You could come in. You could stop making a fuss, or you can leave. Is basically the ultimatum that she gave, and she comes in. Um, she's she comes in. She meets Melanie. Um, she's not really feeling her, but she doesn't really have a reason to. It's just her woman's intuition slash a little bit of jealousy because at that point, there was nothing to be really angry at Melanie about. But yeah, no, she's not feeling her. She's not feeling the situation. She just could tell her first instincts is something shady. It's not right. It's not giving. Um, and she decides that she, she, she's gonna stick by her man. She's gonna stick beside him. She gonna he, beside him. He a little bit disrespectful. At right? this point. She gonna stick beside him. So she didn't leave or anything, but she just wasn't really feeling the whole situation as no one, one woman would, so. Oh, okay. So... They end up, you know, the purpose of Melanie being in town is allegedly for this family outing that they have every year. I guess every year they have some, you know, very pompous family barbecue. Being an HBCU grad, I know exactly what the hell that was. That was not the purpose, but that's what that's what I said. That's what they said. Yeah, that's what Melanie was allegedly there for, right? So they're basically just waiting for this family reunion to take place, and Melanie's allegedly gonna leave. Okay. So in the meantime, Jada's is telling her friend Candace. Candace is, is Jada's best friend, who she was with the night her and Mother met. She's telling her what's happening. Candace's like, uh, uh, I don't really like this. The whole time she's telling Jada like, keep your eyes open, and your, you know, it's real fish. Yeah, keep your antennas up. And Jada, you know, honestly, I don't know if it was just she's just confident and secure or what. But she really wasn't on top of it. She didn't move in or nothing. She just kind of let it happen. He said wasn't nothing going on, so she believed it. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, it was hard to at that point, nothing had ever happened to make her have to doubt her man. In the first time that there was a situation happened, you can't automatically be like, oh, fuck all that bitch. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about it. Anyways, <laughs> in the meantime... Um, about a week after Melanie arrives, Jada ends up having to go out of town. She goes out of town a lot because she's a photographer, so she's filming on location. So she goes out of town um, overnight on a Friday night. And while she's out of town, you know, she's actually blowing up Wellington. Melanie is fielding her calls, not letting her get through to Wellington. Wellington. And Wellington actually agrees to take Melanie out for a night on the town with one of his homeboys. Who lives nearby so um and his wife a and his date. wife yeah it was a double date basically and on a double date you know melanie's playing real coy but she is she's not she's being careful not to do the most but she's definitely on she's on demon time but let's just be clear so by the end of the night her and wellington end up having sex after you know they had some drinks and she literally says i don't think jada will smack his ass so she gladly did for her some bullshit and so they end up having some wild sex and the next morning is actually the... Have you ever smacked a man ass? Yes. 
Yes, I have. We'll talk about it. Uh, I have Not Y'all yet, should. at least. Listen, sometimes you gotta do it. Anyways, <laughs> anyway. So Jada and Wellington. Um, no. So Wellington and Melanie are. They have their night. They, you know, Melanie gets up, goes to her room. The it's the day of the barbecue at this point, so Jada's coming back now, and he goes to Melanie's room and says, "Hey, you, listen, this is not that." We ain't doing that. I, 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 you know, relax. And Melanie's like, what? I'm not tripping. I'm not pressed. Like, do you, brother? Basically, I'm not tripping. So, then I'm doing a barbecue. Melanie, you know, introduces Jada to everybody at the barbecue. Wellington at the barbecue fantasizing about having sex with both of them, which is a, a important plot point. And long story less long, the night goes on. Melanie doesn't find out. and I mean, Jada doesn't find out. She's none, none, none the wiser. And Melanie just goes along like she's not pressed about Wellington, right? So, I'm going to say another week went by. Because it was like the following It's hard weekend. to really know the time frame, y'all. Yeah. But we could give y'all Because it was weekends. It wasn't the next day. So, I think that was a Friday night that they went out to the club. Um, the barbecue was on a Saturday night. And then the following weekend, Jada and Melanie, because they got cool at the barbecue, decided they was going to go shopping. So, they go shopping. They're shopping all day long. They plan to go out that night, have dinner, have a girls' night, ah, ah, ah. And while they're out, Melanie goes to this crazy sex store. Right, okay, bet. So, they eventually come back to Wellington's. It's about, like, six or seven. So, um, they agree to take a nap before they go out because they're tired at this point. Um, so, while they're allegedly taking a nap, they're supposed to be taking these naps, I think they actually end up taking some drinks. I think they drank. Yeah, like, they didn't take a nap. They didn't they go straight to sleep. Yeah, yeah they ended up, they, before they went to sleep or take their nap caps, they ended up drinking like three bottles of champagne. They was all fucked up, basically. Yeah. They were drunk as shit. The only thing about that champagne. Off this Luna Zoo. Oh, Luna Zoo. We're drunk. They were drunker than that, y'all. So, anyways, Jada goes up to the room. Wellington, of course, follows her. He's on straight demon time. He's trying to have sex. They're actually in the middle of some foreplay. When Melanie just walks in his room like she owned the place. That she want to get her out Then not nothing. Just came in here. Oh, this is something I got you at the, at the, you know, um, what do I call it? It's a store. It's a sex store. The sex store. This is something I got you at the sex store. Uh, uh, uh. She's about to walk out. And what does Wellington say? Oh, you don't have to go, Melanie. Stay. And what Jada picked me I say? I was so mad at Jada, y'all. Okay. Anyway. Jada lets the girl stay. She like, yeah, you don't gotta stay. Long story less one day, and I'm having a threesome, y'all. So, I'm just going to go through it because it's actually a very important part of the book, okay? And it, it kind of gives the dynamic of the book going forward because this changes the, the trajectory of the book. Would you agree with that? I would agree. So, this was the turning point. For sure. It was definitely the turning point. So, long st- what happens is Melanie, once they agree to have the threesome, Melanie basically takes over. She's like, okay, because, you know, like I said, she's a hoe. She does this. So, she's she knows what to do. She's like, okay, we're about to play some games, y'all. We about to play some some games. So the first game they play, I think, is like a guess who game. They end up blindfolding Wellington and asking him to guess who did what, right? So he guesses three times, and all three times he guesses wrong. He keeps guessing Jada when it's Melanie. He keeps guessing Melanie when it's Jada. So Jada already feeling some type of insecurity, right? Then the second game was what? The I second wish. game was you have to do with the person that asked you to do. Yeah. So they each got a, basically a wish to ask the other people to, in the, yeah. to do something so jada of course you know mind you we we got mad at jada for agreeing to this but she kind of wanted to do it if you read the book she's saying like 
I don't think she wanted it under these circumstances, but she was always curious about it. She was she want she was intrigued by this. She wasn't green. Yeah, she wasn't green. It was just like not like you walking in on me and my man fucking now you not you in it. Anyways, but she went along. So anyways. So anyway, Jada wishes that her that um Melanie, I mean that Melanie and um Wellington actually have sex with each other. And they do, and it's some wild, like, freak show sex. Like, Jada was, like, borderline disgusted because they're having anal sex. They're talking nasty. They're getting dirty. They're getting wild, sweat, nasty, funky. Like, in my dress. Not my nigga. Like, not my man. Right in front of Jada when she got there. She was like, oh, my God. What the hell? So, after that, who got a wish? Oh, Melanie. Melanie wished that Wellington would please Jada. Jada, you're going to find out in the book, loves oral sex. That's her shit. She really loves that. So, Jada, Wellington's a performing oral sex on Jada. And it's very vanilla. Because um, Melanie literally says, wow, that was the quickest nut I've ever seen in my life. Or something like that. Basically, she was bored with that. Mm-hmm. So, then after that, Wellington asked, of course, to see Jada and Melanie do something together. Now, Jada is Im- immediately offended and repulsed. Like, girl, what the fuck? No, I'm not doing that. Well, you know, she goes off a little bit, but Melanie's like, no, he needs to get something out the deal. So I'll just go down on you. Pick uh, me, uh, Melanie. Pick me, pick me, pick me. So uh, Melanie is a performer or a sex on Jada. And again, that's still her shit. And again, Melanie apparently rocks her world. It's the best oral sex ever. That's what the book says, right? So after the threesome, Melanie's just like, okay, well, thanks, guys. I'm going to bed. And, you know, Trollop's out of the room. And... Wellington, you know, and Jada, they just kind of go to sleep. And that's the end of the threesome. And so after the threesome, the following morning, of course, Jada has a hangover. She's like not feeling it, just out of it, right? So she go home. And Jada's very into church. Her, She was raised in a church. Her mother, her goes every Sunday, they go to the service. Church right. is their thing. So she, um, you know, she go home trying to recap, trying to recover. And she's just like having all kind of regrets that's honestly how she feel again once like you said she doesn't regret necessarily having a threesome but maybe who she had to threesome with and that that was her fiance and the girl that she's not really sure about um so yeah she was regretting it um and so she goes to church she um talks to her friend candace about it and she's like, Candace, like, ah, that wasn't a good idea. Okay. <laughs> I gotta be honest. If I had to choose, I would have chose that for you. Um, and so, which is just making, honestly, Jada feel even worse about it. Um, she calls, you know, Wellington trying to see about, you know, what's he, what's he's up to and all that. And he's, oh, Melanie's making me breakfast. I'm gonna let you go to church and all this. And it's just making her feel like, what the fuck? Like, I just ruined my engagement. Um... So fast forward after that, she goes to his house later that evening. She goes over there to see him. Um, and I guess while, if I remember correctly, while Jada was at church, that's mm-hmm. when Melanie told Wellington that she was pregnant. Right. Right. Okay, cool. So she, while Jada was at church, like I just said, well, Melanie told Wellington that she was pregnant. And she proposes to him. Don't forget that oh, She did. God. That's one of the things she bought when they were out shopping. She bought her engagement ring for Wellington. Oh yeah, that's oh no, that wasn't when they was out shopping. When they when they left from dropping her mom at the airport, her mom cussed her out, and she got the engagement. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know about the sex. I kind of remember that, but I would have been so shady. Anyway, yeah, but she did propose. Anyway, y'all. So she told him that she was pregnant. So Jada goes over there to check on her man like she would any other time, 
And he's basically like, you know, I have to tell you something. Yeah, okay. in the middle of that conversation. Yeah. I have to tell you something. She's like, what's up? He's like, Melody's pregnant. She's like, well, it ain't Joe. We literally just had sex last night. Ain't no way. He like, well, gotta kind of confess my sins. We fucked while you was out of town. And she went off. And, and every black woman would. <laughs> whoop Melody ass. Whoop Wellington ass. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> And she was over. She walked out. She Period. was done. Um, and honestly, I don't see anything wrong with what she did. No, I still think it's to be me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I think she, you should also cover what she did that later on that night, what she did after finding out. Her going to that bar, and then also what she did after. And get his house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so she went to the bar after that. Um, and you know, to have some more drinks, because how the fuck do you really cope with your fiance telling you that he cheated on you? And not only did he cheat on you with the bitch, but he didn't like it's the not using protection for me, baby. It's the don't it's, let me have a threesome with the bitch you cheated on me with. It's, don't we're gonna that. get into it, y'all. We're gonna get into it. It's just so hard, but anyway. Um, no, so she goes to the bar, a man comes to her, you know, he's just a shoulder to lean on. Kind of think of a uh, waiting to exhale when Bernadine sat at the bar and just yeah. had to. What was these nights? Yeah, so that was given what it was given. She just had to, you know. Commit. Yeah, get off her chest. So she got off her chest. She felt better, but not clearly not good enough because she definitely ended up egging um, Wellington Carr. Melanie's car. Her house. In the house. house. All of it. Like everybody It got, got eggs. It, it was eggs, yeah, for sure. And I'm not mad at it. So, yeah. So after that, um, <laughs> if you think it gets better from here, it doesn't. Jada goes to work, which is at this point her solace, and she finds out that she lost her office. The office that was previously hers is now Melanie because Cynthia actually knows the owner of Jada's job and called in a favor, got Cynthia hired as a director, which is a position Jada wanted, and the owner of the business gave Melanie Jada Talk about Strada broke the camera's fucking bad. So not only did she lose her office, now Melanie is basically her superior at the job. Um, Jada's going the crazy. The way I would have shot everybody and just went the fuck to jail, no, I would have post them. That would have went post them. That's you a good time said, to go post them. That's a good reason. You don't go post them. So, but she didn't. She didn't. She was just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Melanie's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Kind of gaslighting her, whatever. And Melanie being diabolical sends herself flowers to her own self from Wellington, Wellington calling to speak to Melly. Just a lot of little shit that's just triggering the shit out of Jada. She has to leave, so she ends up leaving. Um, now, after the incident, a little while goes by, she tries to talk to Wellington, and Wellington's pissed about her egg and his shit at the end of the day. Um, it's important to note that Melanie does go out and crash some of his cars, too, and blames that on Jada. So, Wellington's on the impression that Jada's just wilding out. She's egging people's houses, she's crashing cars, she's doing the most. Also, when she was out with the man at the bar venting, his homeboy saw that shit and told Wellington. So now he thinks she's cheating. She egged his house. She crashed his car. He, she's doing the most. She wallet. So um, they eventually, well, eventually Jada just gets tired of it. Shows up at his house. Like, bitch, we're talking. We got to talk because it's not going to work. They end up going out to dinner together. And while they're at dinner, 
Um, Wellington's just like, hey, this is the first bump we ever had in our relationship. And I don't like how you're responding. He's gaslighting the fuck out of her. Like, you know, you egged my house. You did this. You did this. You did this. I'm going to pretend like I don't know I got this lady pregnant and let you have a drink some water after I cheated on you or her. We just going to pretend like none of that happened. We're going to focus on the fact that you had a negative response and you're not handling this the way I would want you to handle it. So accordingly, I think we need to take a break. We're going to go ahead and call off the engagement. So he breaks off the engagement at that dinner. And honestly, Jada loses the plot at that point. She's not sleeping. She's not eating. She honestly probably handles it a lot better um, than a lot of women. But at oh, the same yeah. time, oh, yeah. she yeah. doesn't handle it well at all. Can you imagine? Okay, so anyways. Um, now, I mentioned in the beginning that we weren't going to cover every piece of the plot. One of the big points of the plot we're missing is from church, the sister Jasmine. So Jasmine... Um, comes into the picture she's actually a therapist this is somebody melanie um jada has been helping as far as charity and she got her back on her feet so she goes to see jasmine for a therapy session they're just kind of talking about it jasmine agrees to see wellington she's familiar from a different you know some more charity that he did for her as well so she knows wellington she agrees to go talk to him her um to him and jada also goes to the doctor because now at this point she's having migraines she can't sleep she's the girlfriend's stressed out she's pressed okay and rightfully so um the doctor basically says listen you need a vacation you need some sleep are you meditating are you praying are you doing things you need to do for self-care you acknowledge why you're going through all this and when she asked her what did she acknowledge why she was going through all this she was like, have you considered, basically she asked her, have you considered this nigga ain't shit? Why does girl Jada go, so, you know, you're just giving me a bigger headache. Like, what? Jada make you want to drag her. You love her, but you want to drag her. You want to drag her at parts of this book. She definitely is giving pick me at certain, but I'm not going to lie. But, you know, we all been in love and we all want to save a die a dead relationship. So, I, I don't, I'm not going to judge. Long story less long, Jada decides to go on vacation. So, when Jada goes on vacation, um... As the doctor prescribed, <laughs> she had to kind of have a, a coming to Jesus moment, if you will. She, um, basically, if you're anything like me, which I related to Jada a lot on this, you kind of sometimes have to get back to your roots and figure out, okay, what, what, what do I want out of life? You know what I'm saying? This is the person that I spent a lot of time with. I created a bond with. I thought I was going to marry where, where am I going? What am I doing? How, how am I going to cope and move forward from this? So Jada goes on vacation with Candace, and before she goes on a vacation, I think she had to come to realize after, you know, going to a couple sessions with Jasmine, like, this is not turning around. This is not going to be anything more than what it currently is. I need to let go. So she writes Wellington a goodbye letter. I love you. I'm not mad at you because I, I know I always hold you. a part in your <laughs> life, in your heart, but at the end of the day... Bye. Fuck you. Go to hell. On God, essentially. On God, fuck you. On God, fuck you. <laughs> um, so that's what she does. She writes the letter. She goes on vacation, and while on vacation, she even though it's a vacation, it's more so her just kind of having thoughts to herself and really just having that moment with that she needs after the breakup. Um, and while out there, you know, she's talking to Candace. Candace. A little background about Candace. Candace is dating a model. a model who lives in LA. And she's moving with said model to further their relationship and improve it because the long distance has been a little bit toxic and hard. Um, so she was already moving. So Candace kind of mentioned to Jada, how about you move down there? You know, it's business booming. Why not get away from this? There's nothing here for you. Let's go. 
Uh, in the Jada, I think originally she wasn't necessarily feeling it, but I think while on vacation, this was just a moment for her to be like, you know what, I can have a fresh start. This Wellington, this baby, the, that whack ass marriage is not the end all to be all. I can recover, I can move on, I can have a life outside this man. He's not the soulmate I thought he was. Um, and so she kind of decides while on that vacation that she's going to move to L.A. She's going to start fresh, start over, start and, and let go of the hurt that is currently she's holding on to. Well, she's getting rid of it, but that she was holding on to past it. Yeah, she let the hurt go, basically. Yeah. She let the hurt go. Um, so, one thing we kind of skipped over, but we're going to cover right now, is while after Wellington decided to break off the engagement to Jada... He went home and basically is, is accepted Melanie as his as his whore. I, I mean his wife. <laughs> as his whore. Okay. He took her in. Fucking hilarious. He no. took her in. And um, you know, they're gonna be together now. And when it comes out that she's married and she turned a side out, bitch to your fucking main bitch. Man, that's oh, so that's bad. basically what he did. He turned the side bitch to his main bitch. But anyways. So, after Cynthia finds out Melanie is pregnant, she's like, oh no, what the society gonna think if y'all not married? Y'all gotta get married ASAP, because we gotta try to cover up the fact that y'all got married. We gotta cover cover up the fact that y'all got married before, I mean, y'all got pregnant before y'all gotta get married. So, y'all gotta get married, like, right now, tomorrow. So, they end up up setting up a impromptu wedding. They plan a wedding. They, like, get married in, like, under two months. It was crazy, like, weeks. They were engaged and married. He went from being engaged to Jada to to engage to Melanie, and now she's pregnant. So while Jada's in Hawaii getting her vacation on and getting her life back together, um, Wellington actually marries Melanie. Now there is some uh, contention between us because it's been like two weeks, two or three weeks. It's been a while since we actually read the book, but we think that he received the letter from that she sent before he got married, and she he decided to marry Melanie anyway. The the letter that Jada sent. So he decides to Cause just him. a little background. He is very much so what you would call a mama's boy. Oh my god. Um, he doesn't want to disappoint his mom, mm-hmm. no matter who that means he's hurting. So Including himself. He just couldn't choose himself. He couldn't no. choose his own his, happiness. Yeah. So you know. Anyways, they end up getting married. They get married. Um. I don't think they went on a honeymoon for some reason. So they get back, and you know. Ain't he ain't let her help. You did. Trust me. And so they, you know, Melly's all in the office bragging about her marriage, bragging about ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. And Wellington's at home, kind of really. He's talking to his friend who's happily married, and he's just questioning all his decisions. Like, how the fuck did this happen? This just happened so fast. I don't even know what's happening at this point. Is what Wellington's feeling. So his dad stops by. You know, his dad is having kind of like a man to man, how are you doing? Kind of chat. And in the process of that conversation, he kind of reveals that this whole thing was a setup. Cynthia brought Melanie on purpose. Had Melanie stay with Wellington on purpose. Had Mel- got that Mel- that job for Melanie at Jada's job on purpose. She did all the stuff on purpose to put Melanie in position to get to Wellington. I don't, you know, she didn't plan the, the pregnancy, of course, but she wanted Melanie to steal Wellington away. And that's pretty much what happened. And when Wellington finds this out, he's on 10. Like, what the fuck? I know you fucking lying. But no, boy, boy, you was a simp. You was a simp the whole time. You was gullible. You was playing. And you got played, rightfully so. So anyways, he's, he's triggered. He's mad. He's going off. He's going off on his dad. Like, I'm not about to be you. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, he's kind of making up his mind. I'm going to know the shit out of this, out this marriage. I'm not going to stay married to her. So 
this dad leaves, like, calm down. You got to stay married. Don't do nothing irrational. Um, but I'm going to give you some space, basically. So he calls Melanie um, in the car phone. He's blowing Melanie up. She's not answering. She's not answering. Finally, she answers the phone when she's in the car. This is back in the day before the cell phones. Keep in mind, it's the 99 to 2000. So back in the day, they have phones in the car. So I think he calls her on her. I think he called her on her, his, her cell phone. Can we bring back phones in the car? Okay. Honestly, without having to be charged. Because my, char my car charger doesn't work. Anyways, so long story less long, Melanie picks up the phone. Wells is about to go on his spiel, like, listen, we gotta get annulled. I don't I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with your kind, none of that. Ah, ah, ah. And right when he's giving her getting ready to give her the spiel, this bitch Melanie gets in a head-on fucking collision on the highway. Convenient. Convenient. <laughs> um, so when she gets into the accident and Wellington, you know, I don't, I don't, did he know that she was an accident? He didn't go visit her. Yeah, they, I think the next scene they in the hospital. Him and his mom and his dad, he ended up confronting Cynthia later, like, also. Well, either way, he ended up confronting um, Cynthia, and when he confronts her, you know, he's he has all the pressure in the world for his mother. He's not holding back. He, he wants her to know, like, you fucked up. Um, and I guess all of the, the, um, accountability got the best of her. She ended up having a heart attack. Right there. Um, <laughs> he was nice enough to call the, you know, medics and all they that. CPR. She, he was really pretty much over his mother. He was, he kind of wrote her off. I'm done with you. It's over with. Um, and during the process of kind of just dealing with the betrayal of his mother and Melanie and realized he was a mark, really. Um, he kind of just kind of go back to his roots of what he's been kind of suppressing his feelings. And he reads Jade a letter. He rereads the letter and he's having all types of regrets about, you know, her, how the situation played out. He realized he was the asshole. Uh, and that probably half of the things that he was led to believe is not true. Um, so, of course, he goes and he tries to meet up with her. He wants to talk to her. He wants to see if we can work this out and be the man that all men are because they suck. Um, anyway, so he's trying to go back and be in her good grace and see what they can do. And Jada, at this point, even though she's still madly in love with Wellington, she decides that, you know, I have to move on. As I said, she has to move on. Um, she wasn't necessarily just fucking around, but when her ex, Daryl, when he comes back, she he's like, you know, let's link. And they link, and they, of course, and one thing leads to they another, did. and they have sex. And when she has sex with him, um, the sex was so good, she fell asleep. It happens. Okay? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> well it's a workout. Well-rested, okay? Well rested, okay? Um, so she fell asleep, and she never met up with him. She accidentally stood him up. Um... And she kind of regrets it, but I think at the same time, she was just kind of like, oh, well, it's like, fuck him. Um, of course, Wellington breaks up with Melanie. I think he goes to the hospital and visit her, and I think she lost the baby at that point. And it comes out that she was um, already taking fertility drugs before she ever got to California. Yeah. She was already like they were plotting this for a long ass time before they got there. That's why she got pregnant so fast. She was actually pregnant with triplets, and the reason she was so pregnant is because she was taking fertility drugs before she ever got to. No, they trapped him. This is the pity me. If I, I, listen, I don't even imagine your mother a man. helping you being. Trapped. I don't even believe in trapping a man, but no, these bitches trapped this nigga, and he was a sucker ready to be licked. Go ahead. <laughs> Not ready to be licked. <laughs> 
Um, so he goes to the hospital. She loses the baby, and he just calls it off. I'm done. I can't do it. Melanie mad. She confesses to breaking up his cars, all kind of shit. Yeah, and they just have that come to Jesus moment where she's like, no love lost, but bitch, you got to go. Bye. This is not ever going to be anything more than what it is, which is nothing. Okay? So... And eventually, the last part of the book, we're not going to spoil it for you, so we're not giving you the end, the end. What we'll just tell you is that Wellington does meet up with Jada after the end of the book. They have a conversation, and whether they get together or not is something you guys are going to have to find out from the book by actually reading it. But I promise you, it's a worthwhile read. If this tea that we just spilled wasn't piping hot enough from you, I don't know what your taste buds are doing. They're probably burnt at this point. We need something hotter than that. So um, from this part, we're gonna get right into the um, turn up. We've been to just go, we just cleared the pregame. We're getting right into the turn up. We're gonna talk a little bit about, and just get some of our thoughts in general, like impressions of different parts about the book. Um, in my mind, this book is kind of split up into three sections. There was pre-threesome, there was the threesome, and then it was post-threesome. Right. Um, so, I mean, we can kind of go in order, and I'm just going to give some of my thoughts, and we can just, like, kind of dialogue from there. So, um, first things first, I don't, you know, Jada was an interesting character, and I can't tell if she's just, like, a a case study in security and trusting your man or she just dumb as fuck like for me it's a good combination of both when she pulls up and this is something we may not may or may not highlight it when she pulls up to wellington's house the first time melanie was there melanie is butt naked in this nigga's window looking down she sees a woman in her man's window butt booty ass naked I don't know if there's enough security in the world to make me overcome that. What a bitch I have never knew, never seen. No, you didn't tell me she was coming. Nothing. Nothing. Naked. Like you lucky she didn't egg and set it off right there. That is beyond disrespectful. And Melanie knew exactly what she was doing. Yes, we said she had a mission. She had a plan. And she was carrying it out from day fucking one. With expertise. And Jada should not put some respect on her name. You know what? I'm gonna let you finish me. Go ahead with your thought. <laughs> the, the only thing is, for me, is one thing I've learned in my dating experience is when you see something you're uncomfortable with, don't see something, try to be say chill. Something. See right. something, say something. Don't try to, because if you give a nigga an inch, he's gonna take a mile. You get that nigga a mile, he's running kilometers. You get that nigga a kilometer, next thing you know, he's in China. Listen, don't do it. If you see something, set up a boundary. Boundaries are designed to protect you. And honestly, if she would have set up a boundary the first time she saw Melanie naked in the window, like, hey, this bitch can't figure. I don't give a fuck. And if Wellington would not have been fucking with it, that would have been saved her a lot of her. It would have saved her the threesome. Yeah. It would have saved her the pregnancy and yeah. finding out about it. It would have saved her all of that because the minute he would not have agreed, you can't tell me who's gonna be in my house. Any bullshit he would have spit yeah. at her. That nigga Goodbye. Like play. Bye. Bye. Okay, I can barely get out. <laughs> <laughs> stay here. You got to stop it. Goodbye. And I, we didn't mention she, this bitch not only was watching porn in his house. She watching porn like it's cable television. She was just wilding the whole time, man. And Jada just acting like she don't see the shit. I don't know. Also, I don't know. Also, something I think we should touch on, which I see that you already have thought of it. I don't feel like they spent enough time discussing what they expect out of themselves, 
out of their partners yeah. and out of the marriage. Yeah. What do you want this marriage to look like? Yeah. What? Okay, yes, we're soulmates. Yes, we were madly in love. Yeah. Yes, it was chemistry from sex day one. The sex is great. Cool, right? But life isn't a fairy tale, no. right? So with that being said, if you know you come from this type of life and I come from this type of life, how do we meet in the middle? How do we how do we join these lives together to be happy? And for it to work and us to be solid in whatever decision that we make so that no matter my mother, your mother, or another bitch like Melanie come into the picture, we have our roots. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have that. And that bothered me. And I feel like that's why they crumbled so quickly because yep. they did not have that the, the, the meats and potatoes that you need in a relationship. To they had all the glitters and golds and all that. And that's cute and all. But what about when it comes down to the actual relationship? Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing I can comment just in, re- in, re- in response to that is when I first read this book, I think I was like 12. Yeah, definitely shouldn't be reading this type of adult content, but I was fight me. Um, and being 27 and rereading the book, one thing I know just having my relationship experience is exactly what you just said. Relationships are not fluff. If you're going to get married, y'all got to have something stronger than hot sex and attraction and, and we make a good couple to make it happen. You We're know? soulmates. And it feel like even though they put that soulmates, which sounds like something really deep, and it is, and they kind of made it seem like but it was deep, but it wasn't just a lot of like we Soulmates can be people who we love each other, but we can never be together, but that's my soul. Exactly. I know that no one else is going to compare to this person, and make but feel how we feel, know you know? on a, on an everyday human level, that only y'all we're never going to work. To each other. And at the end of the day, a marriage is a partnership. It's not about the love and the sex and the fire. And that's cool. If you get it in your marriage, congratulations. Yes, you should desire. Yes, you should seek that. But that's not what's going to sustain your marriage because that shit come and, comes and goes. Okay. And that's what they're... I, I you think find that in a one-night stand, baby. You feel me? Listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> <You're so funny>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, the other thing I want to address is that Holes was winning in this fucking book. What? Okay. Holes not really. Not in the air run. No, but, but they, they the 75% of this book, you're, you're, if you get triggered by certain shit or you're easily triggered, you're going to be triggered by this fuck out of this girl, Melanie, because it's a lot of little other sneaky, little low-handed, you know, shady shit she was doing that we couldn't highlight in our recap, but it will once you read the book, it will come out. This girl was hiding each other, like, Melanie, keep in mind, this is not the age of cell phones. So, Jada's hitting up this man, um... So Jada's hitting up this man and he's not answering. And um Melanie's keeping them from each other, basically. Just doing a lot of little underhanded shit. And at the end of the day, she really did steal this man from him. I seen it. We're gonna have to Yeah. We're gonna do a part two. Yeah, we probably will. That's fine. Um, I hope we really know how to edit this shit while we just keep flagging. I'll figure things. it out. If we flag and we'll, we'll, we'll know how to edit it. So, now we'll explain why sisters who kill only one, one hour. <laughs> and their episodes are only an hour. And I'm like, why they don't have a longer episode? Probably because they shit. So, anyways. Um, the next thing I want to bring up is just. Was. Well, it's. Was Jada toxic? active um, Jada had an active, inactive. I don't know if you recall. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I actually kind of love that. Because to me, it's like, I mean, it's hard for me to categorize, but not really. Because I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know why I love it so much. I just think it's so productive. Like, 
Okay, this nigga's green light. Nigga's yellow. You orange, but you red. I don't know. To me, that's just so easy. So it's an easy way to yeah, make your goals. Yeah, because niggas come and go so bad. They yeah. come and go so much. It's like, your status in my life varies. You could be green, red, or yellow, depending on how consistent you're being in the moment. So, um, now... A few other things, just some more shit I want to touch on. I had an ex who was bald, and Wellington was bald in the story. Not, I'm just like bald head whole shit. What? <laughs> I don't care. I you want to talk about that. bald nigga? No, only because <laughs> bald head whole shit. If a bald nigga approach you, bald head whole shit. Bald head whole shit. Get it, bitch. Bald head whole shit. But I also want to talk about how um, what I want to talk about y'all. Oh, the wanna... colorism. Yeah. She touched on that a little bit. She did. I wonder why she decided to make Jada dark skin. Um, what do you think about her being dark skin and Jada expressing in the book her issues with it and then coming to terms with her? To me, it was um, as someone who has dealt and still kind of deals with insecurities and stuff and childhood traumas that involves your physical appearance. I I actually like that she um, what did Mary B. Morrison had included that into the book. She didn't do it heavy. But it was enough to make me feel like, I don't know, motivated to get over it so that I could get to the point where Jada was. Where Jada was kind of at a point where it was like, it's not something that bothers her. She see her beauty and all that, but she still acknowledged that it was something that happened and it's something that, you know, it sort of bothered her, but she has moved on from it. And I just feel like it was very relatable. Because as an adult, you know, even though I see my beauty and I see the charm and all the, the great causes about, my, about myself, mm-hmm. I can imagine that some of the childhood teasings and, you know, the cruel shit ch- children do it, it, it probably will follow me for the rest of my life. And it will follow me in relationships and how it shows up and what you want your man to say and how you want them to react when you are, you know, being vulnerable in that extent. To me, it was just, to me, kind of realistic and relatable. And I, I admire her for bringing that in there because I think a lot of black women, or women, period, but I'm specifically talking about black women, deal with insecurities because we're not the standard. So, well, standard of beauty. Yeah. I think, yeah, and with, as a dark-skinned woman, you're directly competing with a standard of beauty that's set up for white women and non-black women. You're directly the opposite of that. And so, I think it was important, because back in the day, I think they had a lot more appreciation, a lot more understanding for colorism and for white supremacy and how it affects black women and our parents. Nowadays, I feel like men don't understand that. They don't understand the origin. They don't really give a fuck about the origin. They just know they don't like dark-skinned bitches. That's what they know. Or they know they prefer. And I do think they have getting a better as time has gone on. But, yeah, but that's because of the women. We're talking about that. We're bringing it up. We're, we're perfect. We're not tolerating that bullshit. No, we're not really. tolerating it nearly as much as we have in the past. And colorism is not a topic of discussion. I don't recall ever hearing anything about that 10 years ago. Right. But I think it's important. I think I love the fact that she made Jada dark skin. Because as you read through these books, you're going to find so many light-skinned baddies. They love a light-skinned baddies in, oh, in yeah. these books. Especially it's really it's crazy. An urban novel and because... as a brown-skinned girl, as a brown-skinned, hedatory, dark-skinned girl... I would love to see somebody, you know, that representation. Like, listen, we show up in these situations too. We deserve yeah, we're to be wanted, represented. We're loved. We're hurt. We go through shit. We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we get we're played. Like, always like the side bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but also, another thing that I think it's something to discuss is Jada Toxic. Now, something we didn't discuss is that in a past relationship, Stan, I mean, Jada had an ex who cheated on her, I want to say. Yeah, Stanley. And she flooded his bathroom. Um, I don't too much 
okay, 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 right, right, right. Because in life, I'm on this journey of not being toxic anymore, right? I'm trying to evolve as a woman. But I get, I get being so frustrated with a man that it make you want to do some crazy things. Oh, I don't think Jada is toxic. I think right. Jada is an emotional woman creature person well y'all when i was doing that shit y'all said i have boy um borderline personality disorder but when she do it she's just an emotional woman okay good to you right 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 <laughs> right um no i don't think i think if you would have let me finish my state i don't think jada in overall is a is a is a um toxic person i wouldn't describe her as that I think do she do things out of pure emotions? Absolutely. And I think all women have. Unfortunately. To what extent? It can be. Yeah. It, it varies. But I, I don't per se think she's toxic. I don't think. To me, I don't feel like she did enough. I don't think she turned mm-hmm. up enough. I don't think she handled Melanie correctly. Ain't no way. And I get it. I get it. At that point, Melanie has done nothing to Jada to make her not like her. But to me, that's why. Women are how they are. That's why I'm higher body towards other women when it comes to men. Not because I'm insecure. Not because, but you just never know what's going not on. Not any your man. Back. My man. You, my my fiance. My husband. My man. And you stand with him. You didn't feel as a woman that you should have maybe. Hey, talk to your girl about it. Like that's what a respectful woman would have done. Yeah. Talk to your woman and see if she cool with it first. Now, if she cool with it, then I'll say it. If she not cool with it, mm-hmm. I'm going to Cynthia. House. And I definitely. But no, we have alternative plans. So it's like. It's hard to really say that Jada's time. I just don't. Honestly, I feel like she could have did more things to prevent the situation so that it never got to that point. But do I think she's toxic? No. Do I think she's emotional? Yes. Well, it's not calling. Why would you go? We? How you gonna do all that? How you gonna do? All yeah, the flower words. Love me up. Love me. He, oh, he done. Um, he had Will Downing done her. We didn't mention that. He did. He did it, y'all. He put it in. He did what he had to do, okay? Yeah, he went out. And you go a that. week without calling me? What type of fuck-ass shit is that? Like, that's the type of stuff that make you be like, alright, you You're can go to hell. So, yeah. if she was emotional about it. If she was feeling some type of way about it, I don't feel like there was nothing wrong with that. Like, you supposed to. You're supposed to. Well, the only I raise the, the, the opinion is because I feel like as I get older, I realize the more you do for these niggas, the, the more sad you're going out at the end of the day. Because you, you never, never the you never feel okay or better about doing too much for a nigga. You will always feel worse. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, he ended up doing that. And we didn't talk about this in the in the um, recap, but he in the he ended up doing the fact that the reason he broke off the engagement, he says, because he felt like she handled it immaturely because she slapped the shit out of both of them left didn't talk about it wouldn't communicate with him for days afterwards and that night she begged his house he he used that to gaslight her into thinking she was the problem when you know like i said obviously he had sex with this woman you knew you had sex with this woman you still let me have a threesome with her and then you got her pregnant like how dumb can you be bro but it i'm not just calling her a hoe because you know she slept with jada's man i if you read through the book, you're going to find out Melanie was sleeping with men and women. She was used to threesome. She was used to group sex. And that's not to say, and I'm shaming nobody. If you into that, I fuck with it. Good for you. My point is, 
the wholeness comes in when you start plotting on another nigga, another woman's man. And she clearly plotted on Wellington. That's not to excuse Wellington because nobody can take your nigga unless he's available to be took. Okay, let's be clear mm-hmm. about that. But to do the most, and this is why this is why she our pick me. She did the most for Wellington. She took fertility drugs. She drove across country. She stayed in this man's house, watched it with another woman, and impeded on his relationship, offered herself up when she knew he wasn't available. He came to her room and told her, listen, you ain't that bitch. And she still went along with it. Still, still proposed to this man. She, this is the first woman I ever heard of probably in history proposing to a, a black woman. Especially in a, a book. Man. In a book? She proposed to him, right? So, hey, y'all. At this time, Anchor only gives us one hour per episode. So, there will be a part two to this episode. Please um, follow up. It is going to be available the same day. So, as soon as you finish this episode, if you like it, make sure you follow me at Nana the 12. You follow me at Charmise underscore XOXO. Charmise C-H-A-R-M-I-S-E. And also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Baddies, Bottles, and Books Pod. Um, we're going to follow up with part two with a few more commentaries. And we'll let you know how you can be a part of the show.